and peace from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our meditation on this All Saints Day, taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 7. Listen again to verses 13 and 14. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So far our text. You may be seated. Today's sermon begins with an appropriate All Saints Day question, and the question is this, are you a sinner or are you a saint? What do you think about that? Shouldn't be too tough. Are you a sinner or a saint? Well, guess what? The answer depends upon whom you talk to. For example, I'm absolutely certain that my mother believed that I was a saint. I was the good son. I was going to become a pastor. I could do no wrong in her eyes. My four sisters, however, saw their older brother in a different light. I was the one who never got caught. To them, I was no Saint Timothy, far from it. They saw me as a no-good, sneaky, silver-tongued, dirty dog who got away with everything. To which I still say to all four of them, oh yeah, prove it. (laughs) Are you a sinner or a saint? Depends upon who you talk to. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you're a saint. If you're a spouse, though, you're a sinner. That's usually uh, the way it works. To your grandparents, you're a saint and always will be. To your lawyer, you are a saint, unless a jury of your peers says something differently, but even then you can appeal. And, of course, your dog believes that you are a saint with every wag of its tail and will treat you as such even on their worst day which makes dogs so great. Cats, on the other hand, believe that all humans are sinners, unless you're holding a can opener. Sainthood depends upon who you talk to, which means that if you really want to ascertain the answer to today's question, it's time to talk to God. Are you a sinner or a saint? Because God will have the last word on this, so let's look at his word. In the New Testament, the word saint is used 54 times and always in reference to Christians, to God's people, both living and dead. It comes from the Greek word hagios, which literally means holy and pure. So, does God actually call you a saint in his sacred word? Yes, he does. Does God actually believe and consider and esteem you to be someone holy and pure in his sight? Yes, he does that too. That is what the Bible says. However, before you start patting yourself on the back this morning or printing up t-shirts or changing your Facebook status, okay, 
you better look at something else. You better, you better take a look at, at these verses from the scriptures. There is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's right. You might be a saint in God's eyes, but he also considers you to be a sinner and a nasty sinner at that. And, and the truth is you're both. You're dualistic. You are spiritually bipolar. You're a doctor, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, two very different sides of the same coin. The Bible is crystal clear on this. No exceptions. You are both sinner and saint, and so am I. That's how you came into the world, isn't it? Sinner. And you know, you look so perfect the way those brand new shiny babies uh, do. Silky hair, blue eyes, double chin, cute as a button. But you weren't. Those things were just window dressing. You came into this world with original sin stamped upon your DNA. Thanks, Mom and Dad. You were born with the sinful disease. And as soon as you could walk, as soon as you could talk, as soon as you were old enough to get into trouble, that's exactly what you did. And the symptoms of your spiritual illness were obvious. Born a sinner. But then... How and when did you become a saint? Well, let me tell you how your sainthood did not happen. It did not happen as with our, our Catholic friends, for example. You know, your pastor slash priest did not present your case for sainthood before the bishop, who passed it along to the Vatican Congregation for the Causes of Saints, who passed it along to the Pope for beatification, who also made the final decision for your canonization into sainthood. That's the Catholic process of becoming a saint. The Lutheran process is so much easier. You were baptized. That's it. Okay, you're, you're baptized through simple, everyday tap water, but also with the powerful promises of God's Word, and the Word of God is what gives baptism uh, its power. The Holy Spirit broke into your tiny heart and began your relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is what sainthood is really all about, you and Jesus. Because if a saint is someone who's holy, and sinless and pure in God's eyes, only a relationship with Jesus can cause that to happen. We look at our scripture reading, Revelation chapter 7 this morning, and there we have the heavenly elder expa explaining the white-robed saints already in heaven, and this is what he says. He says, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Or the epistle reading, as John explains how a person makes themselves pure and saint-like and says, and everyone who thus hopes in Jesus purifies himself as he is pure. Are you a sinner? Well, yeah, you are. Ask your spouse, ask your cat, ask anyone who knows you very well. Born that way, guilty as charged, 
but you're also a saint in the eyes of God. Not born that way, made that way through your relationship, through the Holy Spirit given faith that you have in Jesus Christ. Forgiven that way because it's only the blood of Jesus that gets rid of your mistakes. Two things all at the same time. That's what you are and it will only change the day you walk across the heavenly threshold you, my friend, and I am too, sinner and saint. Which explains why you struggle so much and why I struggle too, you know, as a Christian and maybe especially as a Christian on this side of heaven. You know, there's this sinner slash saint tug of war that lies at the heart of every tear you shed, every conflict you endure every single day with every last beat of your heart. Your sinfulness and your saintliness, you know, duking it out for domination and control of your life. And at stake, at risk, is the great prize for which both wrestle to obtain. And that would be the, the location, the zip code where you will spend eternity. Well, here's the problem, and I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know. It's much more attractive to live as a sinner than it is to live as a saint. Kind of reminds me of that old Billy Joel song, Only the Good Die Young. Remember this lyric? They say there's a heaven for those who will wait. Some say it's better, but I say it ain't. I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. The sinners are much more fun. Hard, isn't it? Hard to live as one purchased from hell by the blood of Jesus. It's hard to live like you're forgiven by God. It's hard to live as a saint in this earthly plane. How hard is it? Well, look at our gospel reading, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus tells us all the things saints are supposed to be, poor in spirit, mournful, meek, righteous, merciful, pure in heart, peacemaker, persecuted, reviled. Most of those don't sound like a lot of fun. Maybe Billy Joel had it right. We should laugh with the sinners while we can. I mean, why do we do it? Why do we live the way that we do? You know, why do you fight the good fight every day? Why do you struggle and claw and scratch to do something so incredibly difficult to do to live as a holy and loved and Christ-saved child of God? Why do you do it? Oh, yeah. Now I remember. Jesus. Jesus Christ, he's the why, isn't he? Because he's the one who suffered for your sins and my sins. He's the one who died in your place upon the cross. He's the one who went through hell, so you'll never have to experience that. Your Lord, your Savior, your best friend, the Lamb who takes away your sins. That's why you fight and wrestle and try to give your sinful nature a bloody nose uh, every day. That's why you try to live your life for God. That's why you want to conduct yourself like someone who loves God and someone who loves your neighbor too. That's why you strive to be one of God's earthly saints until the Almighty calls you home. Jesus shed his blood for you.
Saul, sinner, or saint? Yes, you are. You're both. And those two polarizing sides of you will be pounding on each other all of your earthly days. Don't give up. Don't let Billy Joel win. Fight the good fight of faith. Live like you're baptized. Live like you know the Lamb of God. Live like you're forgiven because you are. Live like you love God with all your heart and mind and soul because you do. And never, ever forget what Jesus has done for you. Are you a sinner? Yeah, me too. But in the end, your mother was right about you. You're a saint. Amen. And the peace in Christ that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.